Welcome to episode number 129 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media, and today presented to you by our good friends over at SeatGeek, and we would like to welcome in, for the first time this year, a Pittsburgh Pirate. He is the Buccos, I'll say it, soon-to-be all-star closer, David Bednar. Sorry, I had to do that. My bad. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's... um. We are shooting this on a Friday. It has been a um, quite a whirlwind. I want to fire your travel agent for the last 36 hours. You guys played a late home game because of rain against the Yankees. But the nice thing is it was only there were only 16 runs scored, so it was nice and quick on a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, it was a quick one. <laughs> Flew to Cincinnati. What time did you land on Thursday? We got we got into the hotel at like 3:30. 3:30. Oh, but yeah. the good news is. You had a double header, so you got to play early and then late. Oh yeah, it was great. And then what'd you do? Then we uh, we flew to Milwaukee. We got to Milwaukee around one a.m. <laughs> are you awake right now, or, or are you sleepwalking right now? Uh, we're we're dealing with it. We got a little coffee. We're good to go though. Yeah how how tough is it? Like when you're, I mean, here you are. What are you in your mid to late twenties? How old are you? Twenty seven. Uh, 27. Yeah. Okay. So you're 27. You're a pro athlete. I get all that. If, if that happens to me at age 51, I'm done for like a month. How do you physically feel right now? I feel good. It's, it's really not that, it's really not, that, uh, not that crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it's the big leagues. It's, it's tough to never a bad day in the big leagues. Okay. All right. That's, good. that's how I look at it. But however, it, it de- definitely is, uh, there's a little bit grindy, but you know what? It's still good to, to get to uh, have the opportunity to play some baseball at night. No, I get it. I get it. But you're, yeah. I mean, you guys are allowed to bitch a answer. little bit about stuff. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, there's definitely a little bit of that for sure. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. What type of guy? What type of guy are you on the, the team flights? Are you a card player? Are you a stream? You know, somebody that streams your favorite shows? Are you a music guy? What do you do? I'm kind of bouncing between the music and the cards. I don't, I don't play, but I watch and then uh, just kind of hang out, see, see what's going on. Um, yeah, I, I can't get, I'm not a huge card guy. All right. Who are the card players on the Buccos? Who's, who's taking all the money? Uh, Vogelback, uh, Crow, Reynolds plays a little bit. Um, who was playing yesterday? Uh, and uh, Brubaker and Van Meter. Okay. Yeah, right. so you got a if, little crew going. If you had to back somebody in a World Series of Poker event, <clears throat> who are you giving the 10K to to go turn that into 350,000? That's tough. I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think who, who walks away happy at the times. Um, I would say bogey, you know, trust, trust those instincts. Okay. All right. Good. God, he would have an interesting poker face. (laughs) I think I would have a hard time not laughing every time I'd look up from my cards and try and get a read on him. Oh yeah, exactly. I guess that's, uh, that's, that's the route I was going. Yeah. Where my head was at. Yeah. Got it. All right. Um, Are you ready for me to piss you off a little bit? Oh yeah, please. For people that this is audio only, I'm wearing my Cleveland Browns shirt to a native Pittsburghian, if you will. Um, I mean, why? Come on. You're a Browns fan? 
Oh yeah, from Cleveland, right. lifelong. Uh, did you? Yeah. You probably didn't know so, that when you signed up for this, huh? I did not know that. I I, I might have uh, <laughs> might have said no. <laughs> have you been to a Brown Steelers game? Uh, I went to the uh, I went to Big Ben's last uh, last game last year. Monday night one. I've been the ones in Pittsburgh. I've never been to one in Cleveland. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you a little hint. Do not wear Steelers stuff. Okay. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the vibe I was going to get. Uh, so when like. I, you know, my family had season tickets from 1946 until the Browns moved in 1995. And so I went as an impressionable young kid. And in, <laughs> the, in the late 70s, early 80s, you know, the Steelers were coming off those four Super Bowl wins. And then in the early 80s, things started to shift a little bit. And I remember some Steelers fan you remember those old pennants, they're triangular ones <clears throat> yep. that kids oh, would yeah. put up on their walls. This guy walked around with a Browns pennant and everybody's cheering him. And then he lit it on fire at the stadium and got the shit beat out of him. And th this is a few sections over from where I am. And my mom is like putting her hands over my eyes and she's like, do not watch this. And I was like, what yeah, I want to see. <laughs> it, uh, it gets a little nasty between those fans. Oh yeah, for sure. I feel like any of the AFC North uh, opponents, it's always like uh, you know, you're you're learning some stuff if you were going as a young kid, for sure. <laughs> so, um, Super Bowl forty three, you're fourteen years old or something like that. You're an early teenager when the Steelers come back and beat the Cardinals in the last second drive. Ooh, San Antonio Holmes, big man. Wow, wow. All right, so where Dan were Harrison you? Running. <clears throat> um, I was at my family friend's uh, house. We went, that was probably that stretch when they were in the playoffs. We'd go to their house or they'd come to our house probably every single playoff game. Um, and he'd make some ribs. We'd crush some pizza and just do it all up. And I remember uh, watching it with those guys. Um, so so <laughs> that was a lot of fun. During those years, we always went, we always kind of had them over and it was a great time. And during the James Harrison 100-yard interception return, were you jumping around the room? Oh, yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. Probably double fist in pizza, ribs, wings, whatever, and just uh, just loving it. My buddy, uh, my buddy Kurt Warner, with whom I work over at NFL Network, says he, he didn't want to air anybody out, but he said a receiver was lined up a little bit off on that play. <laughs> and so he threw it to the spot where he was supposed to be. but didn't quite work out. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it didn't um, for the Steelers sake. <laughs> so are you a, I mean, were you a huge pirates fan growing up? Was. Oh yeah, for sure. I, uh, you know, I grew up probably 30 minutes, 35 minutes North. Um, so I went to a bunch of pirates games, Steelers games, a few pens, not a way more of a hockey guy now than I was, but uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, grew up going to PNC and Heinz Field quite a bit. And so who was, who did you pretend to be when you were playing ball in the backyard? <laughs> I remember watching Jason Kendall, Brian Giles. Um, and then as I got older, um, I really liked watching AJ Burnett pitch. Those were like, you know, when the, the Bucktober, um, that was uh, 13 to 16 years or whatever. That, that was, that was, I was just graduating high school and in college. And that was just so much fun. Did you go to the uh, the blackout game where Johnny Cueto oh, dropped the ball and everything? Still get chills just thinking about it. Um, <laughs> no, I, I was actually in college. I was in uh, 
was at Lafayette College in the other side of the state. I, me and uh, two of my other buddies who, you know, were, were Pirates fans as well. We were thinking about dri- driving back, but we, I think we had like practice like the next morning. <laughs> I wish I would have, but uh, we definitely watched and were hanging on to every, every single, every inning. <laughs> Cause in your lifetime, that was probably your first playoff experience, wasn't it? <clears throat> oh yeah, for sure. Those, those wildcard games. And I mean, the Quita, the the Reds game was unbelievable. Yeah, and of course they ran to the buzzsaw of uh, Arietta and Baumgartner when they were doing it too. Yeah, um, well, yeah, absolute buzzsaw. No, but that was that was a great few years for Pirates baseball. I know you guys are trying to get back there now. Um, so yeah, you went to Lafayette, and people don't know La- the Lafayette Lehigh rivalry. Ooh, longest I- longest standing rivalry in college football. Yes. That's a big, that's a big deal. And by the way, you can't be any, you can't be a dummy if you go to one of those schools. Like those are high academic institutions, sir. Definitely some nerds there for sure. And so that means that you had to, I mean, you had to like go to class and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't skip any classes in, co- in college. <laughs> uh Oh, see, I was talking yeah. to Rowdy Telez recently. Of course, you know him of, in your division of the Milwaukee Brewers, he was like, yeah, I majored in baseball. I got to be honest with you. That's, <laughs> but I imagine that you did okay academically in high school. Yeah. High school. Okay. Give me a little bit more here. What do we, what do we got here? Were we, uh, were we a math guy reading was, history? <clears throat> no, definitely not reading way more of like a math science type guy. My dad was a, uh, a math teacher at the high school and he, he went to Cornell and he was a, um, yeah. So that's kind of where I um, got that, I guess. And then so my freshman year, I actually thought, you know, I was like, I like math. I like science. I like, um, you know, I could I, I'm, I think I'm a major in chemical engineering. I thought that was it. And then a year like a semester and I realized that is not not the path I wanted. Um, <laughs> and I switched my major to econ. And, you know, thankfully, I haven't had to use that. Well, kind of, because when we get to the arbitration years and all that sort of stuff, your yeah. time's going to come in handy. Don't worry. You're going to be exactly. just fine. The Rose Rotation, as always, presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. So I want you to follow a few instructions. They're very easy. Take your phone, download the SeatGeek app, and off you go. Because we are smack dab in the middle of the baseball season. There's still plenty of games left. You can go out and purchase whatever seat you want in the house. They'll help find you the best one, the most reasonably priced one. In fact, they give it a scale of zero to 10. So they put little color dots like green. That means that's a good seat for you. Red, bad. Once again, green, good, red, bad. And they rate every ticket from zero to 10. So they make sure you are getting a bang up deal. Not only for your baseball tickets, but you can buy them for the upcoming NFL season where the schedule is out. Next year, we've got the NBA, we've got the NHL, we've got college football. uh, And by the way, there's concerts always going on. So if you want to see your favorite musical artist, you can go do that as well. And one other thing, you can get 20 bucks off tickets at SeatGeek with the promo code ROSE. So once again, go download the SeatGeek app. If you type in the promo code ROSE, you're going to get 20 bucks off of your first order. So it's really cool. They will help do the homework for you. They'll find you the best, most cost-efficient seat out there. Go do your thing, courtesy of SeatGeek. So your dad, 
was he allowed to be your teacher? Yeah, he was in my, was my freshman year. Yeah. How rough was that? It was tough. That was like, I was a freshman in high school. I, I wish I would like, I wish I would have had him later on in high school. Cause I was still like, just that nervous, like new to high school. didn't really know uh, how to test the waters. And I don't think he did either. Cause you know, he was, he, he had to like, you know, be harder on me than all the other kids. So it was like, uh, and then by the time my brother and sister went through, it was like, they were living in a lawless land. Um, just, you know, <clears throat> it wasn't until my sophomore junior, I started taking advantage of it. Like whenever he'd order out for lunch, I'd, I'd get on in on it. Um, but yeah, and then my, my brother and sister were just reaping the benefits from day one. It was unbelievable. They, <laughs> they didn't have to feel it out at all. Yeah. You were the Guinea pig. That's hard when you're the oh, oldest. For sure. So yeah. how, what'd you end up getting in that class? I think like a 94, 95, I think. Damn. Okay, Bednar. Yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You can pat yourself on the back. It's okay. Yeah. A little bit in high school. Is, I worked at it. Okay. I was a little bit of a nerd. Solid. I like Don't that. Don't tell anybody. No, well, it's all right. Nobody listens anyway. You'll be yeah. fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you seem like a different guy on the diamond as opposed to off of it. Uh, here you are, thoughtful, intelligent, all that sort of stuff. You get out there as a closer and you're high-fiving and going, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Fu are you a different dude? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think once, you know, the phone rings and it's it's kind of kind of dialed in and we're 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 locked in and it's 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 me versus the guy in the box. And I think I really kind of turn it on then. And you know, off it's it's completely different. Yeah. The, um, <clears throat> I'm curious about the the slapping fives and doing the fuck yeah clip in the in Chicago <laughs> that kind of went viral this year. Who yeah. did you hear from in the family that was like David? Uh, my mom was not a huge fan of it. She's like, you know, watch your mouth. You know, there's cameras on you. There's little kids. I said, sorry, mom. I'm, 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 I'm dialed in. I don't, I don't even remember doing it. To be honest with you. I, I just go full blackout mode when I, whenever I'm out there. Um, but my grandma, ironically, her mom liked it. So um, I kind of torn. It, it was kind of the, uh, you know, I went over her head, I guess. She, she was a fan of it. She, she loves the intensity, but my mom, my mom was not a huge fan. No, I think uh, I've been slowly trying to convince her that, you know, it's, it's all right. I'm, I'm not there just competing, letting her rip. And, you know, I think she, she understands she doesn't love it, but part of it. I love it that grandma is. How'd that conversation go? <laughs> she texts me and she goes, I love it. I just love the intensity. <laughs> and then, so I, I, I made sure my mom knew that, you know, her mom was all about it. How great would it have been if grandma just texted you in quotes? Fuck. Yeah. Honestly, she might, I'll have to find it, but I think she might have did something along those lines or show whenever, whenever I called her, I, I called her, I think like a week or so after and she, she was fired. She was still fired up about it. Oh, I love that. Uh, dude, you're having an amazing season and it's so special to be able to do it in your hometown. The reality is you're a smart guy. You know that teams need relievers at the deadline. How do you deal with that? Um, 
honestly, I just, I, I understand the business side of it. I understand that it, I understand that's part of it. That's kind of, that's also how I got to Pittsburgh. So, you know, going through it once, you know, it's whatever, but obviously I love Pittsburgh and every, absolutely everything about it. Um, but again, I, I you, de- you definitely see all the stuff out there. Um, but I, I'm not paying attention to it because a lot of it's, a lot of it is smoke until it actually happens. So until then, there's no point in even worrying about it or stressing about it even a little bit. I'll, I'll leave uh, my fiance, and my dad, they have conversations about it for sure. Um, but I, I don't pay too much attention about it. But it is, I imagine it's somewhat rewarding, to be honest, that that your name is brought up when people are like, yeah, we need help at the back end of the bullpen. And all of a sudden... <laughs> Seriously, let's be honest here. Yeah. Two years ago, there weren't a lot of people that knew who David Bednar was. Now they're like, yeah, we got to sure. go get David Bednar. It's, it's got to be nice. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's cool to be in those conversations because it mean it does mean that, you know, you're throwing the ball well and people do want you. So it, it, it is cool from that aspect of it, for sure. Um, I always ask this to guys who now work the ninth inning. Why is there such a big difference between pitching inning six and <laughs> inning nine? I don't, I don't know. It's just the, the last three are just, uh, you know, just a little bit different for sure. I mean, you know, as much as, you know, every out is the same and every out, every out in the big leagues is hard to get, you know, there's this something about the, the final three that are a little bit just, just hit a little bit differently. Do you remember the first time that you had a chance to, close out a game somewhere and if so like was your heart beating at a different rate did it feel like a different major league game um i think my first save was last year i, I remember the, the phone call i'm just kind of <clears throat> yes and no I, I mean i i tried to i tried so hard to almost just keep it one one pitch at a time and as cliche as that is to you know just kind of make it whatever um but you know, there's definitely moments that it does <clears throat> not speed up, but it it, it escalates it. I think that the crowd kind of makes it makes it more so. It's almost a kind of an internal battle with yourself to just treat it as one out at a time. So there's pitching in the sixth or seventh. There's pitching in the ninth. Then there's pitching at home in front of a packed house against the New York Yankees. Was that <laughs> different the other day? <clears throat> Yeah, that was really cool. I mean, just kind of the atmosphere of that series of, you know, so like I said, it took me back to going to going to PNC um, whenever it was like, you know, packed houses and it's it's an awesome energy. I mean, you may not agree with it, but I mean, Pittsburgh sports fans are awesome. Um, great fan base, you know, <clears throat> got it. Um, so and then my walkout is uh, Renegade. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it gets the it gets the injuries going for sure. So that was, that was really cool to have a, have a packed house and have that be playing. Um, but yeah, you definitely feel, you feel the energy there. And it doesn't suck to get Aaron judge looking to end the game. I imagine. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that definitely didn't suck. But don't give me this <laughs> no. whole thing. Well, it was just another save. <clears throat> Dude, you struck out like one of the hottest motherfuckers on the planet, you know, <laughs> who's bigger than any position player we've ever seen before. And there's 37,000 people there that are excited you just did something. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome. It, it, it really was. It was, it was. it was a cool moment and definitely 
a little taste of kind of what that energy is like and, you know, what we're trying to bring back to Pittsburgh and kind of have that winning, winning baseball again, and hopefully kind of have a lot more of those type of moments. Today's edition of the Rose Rotation presented to you by these guys, Shady Rays. We are smack dab in the middle of summer, and that means you might be heading to the beach or somewhere fun, certainly somewhere sunny, so you're going to need these guys. Every pair, they feature high visibility, polarized optics, high quality, durable frames, and most importantly, they are backed by lost and broken replacements. So that means Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair if you lose them or break them, no matter what happened. And that includes on day one of your purchase. Also, I haven't met anybody who doesn't love their Shady Rays. But if that person is out there, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. They've got great style. They've got great fit. There's no big brand price tag. And on top of that, it'll warm your heart. Why? Because Shady Rays provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order. In fact, to date, they have donated more than 20 million meals. So they are doing a great job out there and they're providing you a great service. One other thing, you're going to get 20 bucks off of each pair of premium polarized sunglasses at ShadyRays.com with the code word JOHNBOYAS. JOHNBOYAS. The AS stands for All-Star right in the middle of summer. Let's enjoy the sun and protect your eyes. Thanks to Shady Rays. By the way, I want to backtrack on something you said. You said you might not want to hear this about Pittsburgh fans, but you know they're a great group. Of, I, I respect the hell out of Pittsburgh fans. Okay, if for I no other reason. Sure we're not a hater. <laughs> no, no, because Cleveland fans and Pittsburgh fans are very similar. I'm just, that is true. Okay. In 1995, when it was announced that the Browns were leaving and moving to Baltimore, I flew back home. I was working in Reno, Nevada at the time, and I flew back home to watch the because I thought it was going to maybe be the last Browns home game ever against the Steelers. I flew in. I went to the game and it was the coolest thing ever. The Steelers fans were wearing orange armbands like they were mourning the death of something. They were like, who are we going to hate now? Well, they ended up <laughs> hating Baltimore, but. I thought it was really cool that they were like, we hate you, but it, it was almost like yeah. uh, you're the annoying brother, but we're the only ones that can pick on you. <laughs> exactly. I, I, know, I know exactly the vibe you're talking about right now. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. So, it was really one of the cooler sports moments um, I had ever seen. Uh, back in high school, you actually squared off against Brendan McKay of the Tampa Bay Rays, the who was like trying to be Shohei before Shohei or kind of in the same yeah. sort of, uh, you faced him in a playoff game. Is that correct? Yeah. He, uh, that was the last, uh, my last high school game. He, uh, he put us out of the playoffs. Were you the yeah. starting pitcher? Yeah. I think like we consecutively punched out. Like, I don't, I don't want to, there was a lot of strikeouts that game. I, I, <laughs> funny enough, I had the only hit for, uh, the Mars planets that game, the Mars fighting planets. Um, that was our my high school. Um, it was an infield hit. So I, you know, had to use the legs a little bit. Yeah. Chopper, chopper up the middle, burn, burning up the line. And that was the only hit he gave up. Yeah. That was the only hit he gave up. Yeah. I, I think I gave up like one, one unearned run or some one or two unearned runs or something like that. Wow. Um, and yeah, that was the only hit he gave up. He was, he he's always been incredible watching like growing up it was like 
in high school was like, oh man, I think this guy could do both of them in college. Sure. Yep. He did. And then even in Pro Bowl now, it's like he's still, still just keeps getting better. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's always cool to see guys from Western PA go out and do stuff like that. So I imagine that's the biggest guy. Were there any other dudes that you played against or with in, in high school or growing up on a <clears throat> scout team or anything else around that area that made it? Uh, Ian Happ is probably one of the names that comes oh, to yeah. mind. Um, yeah, we, we actually were on the same coach pitch team when we were like eight or nine. And then uh, we played actually played with Brendan and uh, Ian on a uh, like high school travel team uh, in the fall. It was like a showcase team or something like that. Were you kicking everybody's ass? <laughs> yeah, we did. We definitely we had, we had a bunch of dudes on that team. It was, it was cool. And then uh, I'm trying to think who else. <sighs> um, Dan Altavilla is another another name that comes to mind. That was just an absolute stud in in uh, Western PA high school sports. The with the he's with the Red Sox now, I believe. So. Your guy, you grow up in Pittsburgh. We all know it. You know, as much as they might love the Pirates and the Penguins, it's a football town. So, did oh, yeah. you were you a high school football player? I was through my sophomore year of high school. Then I had uh, had some back issues, so I had to unfortunately, you know, put that aside. I love it. By the way, you really you went to Mars. That's that's the name of the high school. Yeah, the Fighting Planets. I can get you a T-shirt if you want. Dude, I would love a Mars fighting plant. What was Mars the, fighting plants t-shirt? So what was what was the logo or the mascot? <clears throat> I mean, did you have somebody dressed as like Jupiter? <laughs> I wish. It, it, that'd be kind of cool. We didn't really have like a mascot mascot. It's like a swooshy M. It's like an M and then like it kind of kicks out and there's like a little planet on the end of yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Pretty badass. I like that. Okay. It's better than I'm embarrassed to even tell you my nickname from high school oh there it is M the mars fighting planets good job robbie is that it that's it yeah man there, there, there's no way there's more than one so <laughs> <laughs> hey man might might be down in uh down in arkansas they there could be the mars fighting planets somewhere <laughs> down there in fayetteville or something you never know <laughs> my uh i could give you a million guesses of my high school nickname, and you would never get it. <clears throat> Ever. Never. As weird as the fighting planets might be, or as interesting, not weird, but as unique. I was part of the university school preppers. The preppers. The preppers. The preppers. Wow. Everybody's like, what's your mascot? A kid wearing an IZOD? Like, yeah, basically. Yeah, like a, 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 pink, a pink shirt and some, uh, some short shorts. Short <laughs> When I, this might come as a complete shock. I was not a very good athlete in high school, but I would, I always wanted to be a member of the team. So I was the manager for basketball and our baseball team. So I kept all the stats and stuff. And I wore, it was kind of a snooty school. All boys, you had to wear a button down to school, nice pants. The preppers. Oh, the preppers. Exactly. We really played up our nickname. But I remember wearing a pink shirt one day to school. And so I had to go get the other team. Uh, their lineup, and I walked over there, and they just killed me for wearing the pink button-down shirt. Hammered me. <laughs> Not pretty. They let you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it really has never stopped since. Pretty much. Um, let's check in on your brother, Will, who wowed the collegiate world. Yeah, twenty twenty-one, a little bit more than a year ago. Uh, 
didn't he lead Mississippi State to their first ever crown? Yeah, it was their first baseball national championship and first not like national championship in school history, like period of any sport. So that was that was really really cool. And I was watching that last year, and then also um, Adam Frazier and Chris Stratton were both Mississippi State guys. So kind of having them on with the Buckos and kind of seeing how pumped up they were too was was just even cooler. It was, it was cool to see you know everybody kind of just rallied rallied behind them. What is the difference when you're on the mound trying to close out a game and you're watching your brother try and make history at the collegiate level? <laughs> it was awesome. I mean, <clears throat> I, I remember tuning in, like getting into the clubhouse and just <laughs> tuning in right to the game. Um, I think the national championship, we were in Colorado and we had like a long, it's like, it's like a long, it's like a 40 minute bus ride to the airport. So I was like, we were watching the, in the clubhouse, like getting ready to leave. And then I watched on my phone and then like had, had to finish the game on, on the airplane. Um, but yeah, that, uh, what a, what an un- unbelievable run for him. Um, and, and the, and the dogs last year, just so much fun to watch. Well, but what's it like as a brother when you're a guy who's, you know, experienced a lot of the stuff and then to be able to watch your younger bro, try and, do this i mean are you, are you fist pumping are you screaming what is it oh yeah i was i was definitely doing a little bit of everything i mean i i was just so proud of him um and just just beside myself honestly i, I might have been more pumped up than he was uh you know, I, I was definitely running around the clubhouse i think i said go dogs about 18 billion times i think there's <laughs> and just that whole just the whole energy of it was just so cool <laughs> um so he was ended up being the first round pick of the Giants a year ago. I think he went something mm-hmm. like 14th overall. Where where yes. is he right now? What's going on with him? He was in uh, San Jose, which is their low A now, which is in the Cal League. So I, I got to spend some time in the Cal League. So I, I you know, we 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 share some travel war stories and <laughs> some ugh, some California League stories. But uh, he's actually in Arizona right now, I believe. Um, but yeah, he's. I think the game will will break or something like that. But he's uh he's doing well. He's get he's getting used to the the minor league lifestyle uh of you know the the grindy everyday stuff because it, it's definitely an adjustment going from especially for those guys that were just drafted this year from college. You go from that COVID year having what like they played like three three or four weeks mm-hmm. with like no baseball that summer either, and then you go the, that full year last year. And then, you know, when you first get drafted, they're kind of really, you don't really get a full vibe of what pro ball is like. And then this year you get the spring training, you get the full, full ounce of it. So it's, it's, it's cool to, you know, see him do his thing out there. Um, and then also kind of get his feet wet with that schedule and what that, you know, what that mindset has to be to get through that. Yeah, dude, it is a mental sport, brother. God almighty. There's cool. so much that goes into it. So do you remember? Oh, yeah. uh, you were because you were drafted by the Padres, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've talked to so many guys who were like, "Man, when I first got there, there was there was like days I wanted to quit. Like I was, I had just had it. And whether it's because there's so much failure in the sport or just the loneliness and all that. Do you remember going through anything like that at the beginning of your your professional career? A year up, year in, it's like, like, just like when you hit those like long skids of just kind of struggling. It's like, man, I can't get anyone out. I'm like, 
I'm, I'm going, I'm on, uh, like the, uh, Lafayette college website. Like, okay, how can I maybe enroll in some classes here? Maybe I might need to you know, get this, finish up this degree here soon. Um, but no, it's, it's, that's, that's part of it. I mean, you see so many guys with talent that boatloads of talent, but you know, they get a little adversity and just can't, can't overcome it. And, uh, you know, that's, that, that's the great thing about baseball. I think it's like that mental grind every single day. Um, and, you know, you don't have to have your best stuff to be able to get out. It's, you know, half of it's just being competitive and being out there. And, uh, you know, that, that's the best part about it, I think. You know, I, I've got several relievers on the show that are regular and contributors, and they, they tell me there have been times where that phone has rang and they are praying that it's not their name on the other side of that. That really happens, huh? I <clears throat> I haven't had that happen, but I, there's definitely you know I I think it's still very early in in my career, and uh, I'm sure at some point I will. But I I try really hard to make that not not be my what I'm thinking about in the phone rings. But you know, listen, if you're going to pitch seventy times in a year, you're not going to have your best stuff every day. You just can't. No, and you're it's a human impossible. being. Impossible. Yeah, exactly. Right. So on there's days where you know, like shit, I have no idea how I'm gonna get it done. <laughs> like, what do you do? Do you talk to yourself? Do you go someplace mentally? Do you what do you do? Honestly, it's just like uh a <laughs> couple throws of bullpens, like, oh shoot, all right, we'll see. Well, this is gonna be an interesting one for sure. Um, but then like when you get out there, it's like, all right, hopefully that was just the bullpen thing. We can just put that behind me and then you go in compete mode. Then it's like you throw two pitches They're You're spray charting this way, that way. It's like, Oh shit. All right. Strap it in. We're, uh, it's going to be an interesting one. But no, I think, I think the biggest thing is whenever those days do happen, it's like, all right, well, I don't have my best stuff and I'm just going to be competing today. It's just me versus you. And I'm going to, I'm going to find a way. It's just like, you got to reach deep down and just have to get creative sometimes. I think when you get, when you got those days, you know what is big business once again? That's right, trading baseball cards. And Greg Moore's cards, it's the most trusted sports card seller on the entire planet. In fact, they sell over 80,000 sports cards each and every month. I will save you the math on that. That is more than 2,000 cards a day exclusively on eBay. In fact, Greg Moore's cards sells baseball cards from every era, including pre-war, post-war, modern era. It's all there for you. So you're probably asking, why do people trust GMC for buying cards? Well, Greg Morris and his team, they hand grade each and every card they sell. So buyers, they've been trusting Greg's grades for years. If Greg says the card is mint, you know the card is mint. So I want you to go to gregmorriscards.com to check out all the inventory. In fact, GMC wants to give you $10 in free cards just for hearing about us right here on John Boy Media. So go to the website that is gregmorriscards.com. Find the cards you want. And if you win the eBay auction, you message them with the code JOMBOY to get 10 bucks off of your order. So go right now, gregmorriscards.com. Go save some dough, get yourself some cards. And I'm always fascinated. I always equate you guys, particularly closers, very much like cornerbacks in the NFL, knowing that you might be successful 90% of the time. 93% of the time, but it's how you deal with that seven or 8% failure that will make you great. How long does a blown save or a missed opportunity 
hang with you? How do you deal with it? Trying to get over it pretty quick. It, it's it's much easier said than done, and it's a lot more of uh, kind of fake it till you make it. It's like just kind of trying to pretend that you're over it, and then but you know once once you wake up the next morning, it's it's got to be gone or else you know you can't let it linger because you know you're going to be right in there the next day. That's the that's the beautiful thing about being a relief pitcher. It's you know you you have to be ready every single day, and if you let one affect you like that and if it carries into your next one then it's like okay that's how it kind of uh just gets out of control so it's just trying to nip that in the bud as, as quickly as possible and gonna get past it um so i'll, I'll, I'll you know yeah you, you have to let yourself be pissed off because it's it's just natural um but then you know it's once you kind of leave the clubhouse it's like okay it's it's we gotta start fresh here and uh you know because tomorrow it's going to be a new day and you need to be, uh, be that guy and give your team the best chance to win tomorrow too. Like do your parents, let's say something happened, bad happens on the road. Do your parents or do your does your fiance text you and just say, Hey, hang in there. Or do they know better? Do they, what, what sort of guy are you? Do you want to hear from people or not? Um, whatever. I mean, honestly, I, I, by the time I'm looking at my phone, I'm, I'm, I'm in a better, I'm in a better spot to, oh, uh, you know, be receptive to that. But also I think they're, they're at the point now where they kind of see where I'm at. They're like, Hey, so how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> um, my mom will text me great job no matter what. Usually I'm like, come on, do you watch, do you watch the same game? I, I, I just did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it, you did good. Um, but no, so it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's, I, throughout the years, they've kind of, it's been more of like a feel out and see, you know, see where I'm at. But yeah, they've, <laughs> they've been good about it. Well, I imagine they were thrilled. Not everybody is happy the first time they get traded. But when you got <laughs> traded to your hometown team, what was that phone call like? Oh, my God. I was at, <clears throat> I was, I, I took the call and I, because I, I, it all released on Twitter. And I just, I wasn't like fully letting myself uh, kind of believe it. Cause I was like, you know, you've seen some crazy stuff and I'm not gonna get super pumped up. So it released, I want to say like three o'clock on like a Monday. I didn't get an official call until like noon the next day. So I was like, as soon as, as soon as I get, I get the, uh, calls like, okay, now, now, now we're good to go. But they were all beside themselves. Um, you know, I feel like my parents, I don't, I, honestly, I think they might've been they all might've been more pumped up than I was, which is, which is tough to do. But, um, you know, going from trying to fly across the country to just driving 20 minutes down the road, just is, is unbelievable. And to have them there and have the support system I do here is it's, it's really special. Who was most excited out of everybody? It's tough because my fiance is obviously, was obviously incredibly pumped. Um, my parents were pumped. My grandma beside herself. Um, grandma texted you a fuck yeah. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't think I could just pick just one. I think like collectively, I think they were just like so like just all beside themselves. Like, I think they we got some. They I think uh, my fiance had head over to my parents' house. Um, right at like right after like it broke on Twitter, I, I was like kind of waiting it out because I didn't want to like go over there to her. I was like waiting for a call from somebody. I was like, you know what, whatever, we'll just go over. And they had like a 
ice cream cake already for me. <laughs> and like they were all wearing like pirate stuff and <laughs> it, was, it was funny. Oh, I love it. Ice cream cake. Let's celebrate a trade yeah. with some ice cream cake. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. No better way. Okay, good. There better have been like some little chocolate crunch in there. Listen, I'm a dessert connoisseur. I bet you I'm right up there with Vogelbach in terms of <laughs> being able to down desserts. I, I'm just guessing, by the way. Maybe I'm stereotyping, and maybe that's unfair. <laughs> Is he a big dessert eater? I don't think so. I haven't seen him really put it down. I mean, I'd like to think I'm up there as well. Um, I don't know. I, I We haven't really, you know, maybe we'll have like a, a drumstick competition in the locker room or something like that or well, something like that. Actually, let's let's just make it timely here. We just had the Fourth of July hot dog eating contest. Ooh. You and you versus Vogelbach. I don't know. I I don't know. Like I don't. I haven't seen him like really put it down. So I don't. I don't know if he's just like hustling me or if he's you know he can really put it down or you know if I if I'm hungry like can I just power through it and some mental toughness type stuff or what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's. I think that uh, you keep telling me. I, I don't know. I don't see him like. So what is he? What is he eating? Eight salads a day that I don't know about. What's going on? No, but it's not like a display of like what you would think. You know, it's not like a not loading up. He's not putting spectacular plates together and like crushing. But I don't know. We're in Milwaukee right now, so they have the they have the brats in the in the clubhouse, and usually, you know. At least one a day for me, just just in the spirit of being in Milwaukee. Yeah, you know you have to. It's like when you're in Philly, you got to get a cheesesteak. Have to. When you're in Milwaukee, you got to get a um, gotta get a broad or a dog or whatever. And you know, definitely gonna have one a day. So maybe you know, that's a good conversation for a day. I'll I'll, I'll spark that up. Maybe see yeah. see where we're at. I I think I like you. I think you might be like minus one twenty five on the uh, <laughs> as we're checking the Vegas odds. I yeah, just, I, I won't eat anything though. I'll, I'll, you know, so I'm extra hungry. I, I think that's, how, I think that's how we're gonna roll. Uh, old hollow leg trick. Okay. I see yeah, exactly. How you work. Um, O'Neill Cruz is fascinating. Special. What, uh, what makes you say when you say special? What is it that you see that we don't as the average fan? I, I don't know. I think. <laughs> I don't think there's anything to be hidden there. I mean, there's it, the bats unbelievable. And then the defense has been amazing as well. I think that was, you know, watching him make some of these plays and then watching that arm too, and then run the bases. What was the, the sprint speed uh, stat? It was like him and Tyreek Hill or something. And then he's six, seven, he moves like that. And he's got, he's got incredible juice. It's crazy. So, and then also the personality too, it's like, he's not, you know, he goes about his stuff the right way too. So I think, you know, when you put all that together, it's, you know, I'm, I'm incredibly excited to see, you know, how, how this year and the years to come, you know, I think he can be as good as anybody. He's, what, he's just um, that special. What do we think that he could throw on the mound? And you would think it would have to be triple digits, right? Like just like a like a <clears throat> whenever he hit the ninety seven across the diamond, it was like a casual like little shuffle and and throw to first base, and it was like ninety seven. I was like, what are we doing? And off the mountain, I mean, geez, I, I don't even want to know. 
by the way, I'm sorry. I'm getting caught up in watching Bogobach run the bases. I have to be honest with you. As I'm looking <laughs> at all this video, I would rather have our producer, Rob, put together clips of Bogobach, you know, running, you know, on a gapper here. This is awesome. I love it. My yeah. God. Yeah. Is he as, is Vogelbach as good a dude as he seems? Oh, he's the man. He's the man. Great clubhouse guy. Always brings the energy. Always ready to compete every single day. And like, I, you, it really rubs off on everybody else. And I think, you know, that, that he brings that positive energy every single day. And definitely like just brings all the vibes in the clubhouse. I love it. I've never talked to him, but I've always wanted to interview him. So at least just tell him he's got a fan here at the Chris Rose rotation. <laughs> yeah, That's for sure. All. I'll let him know. Yeah. I thought maybe that there was something spreading in the Pirates clubhouse when you had three different guys have three homer games in the in the month of June. How about that, huh? Well, <laughs> if, for you, as you're watching this shit unfold in the bullpen, do you guys have a discussion out there about that sort of stuff when it's happening? Usually it's like, yeah, the first one's great. And then the second one, it's like, oh. And then by the time like they're up the third time, it's like, no way. <laughs> like, and then they do it. And it's like, holy, holy shit. Like, there's bombs. And then have three guys do it in a month. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, it's fun. It was really a ton of fun. Um, I mean, we love home. We love homers when we hit them uh, in the bullpen. We get, we get fired up down there for sure. Is there a contest <clears throat> to try and catch them out there? No, not, not a kind. We have a, you know, we try and, we try and predict them, you know, and then if, if you win, you get a, the, whoever you throw your hat on, you call a homer, um, they have to buy you a, a bottle of, of alcohol or something or whatever, or dessert, alcohol, whatever. Okay. And how, how we, have you won anything this year? I called two. Um, the most notable one is I called, uh, <laughs> it was, it was one of the, it was the bad game against St. Louis. I think we were down big and I think Yachty was pitching. I think Jack Sawinski was up and I had a feeling, I was like, you know what? Like he's going to get his pumps. I, I know he is. I got, I got a feeling about this. And so I threw my hat and it was on Dwayne Underwood. He was not very happy with me. He was like, you're going to, you're going to pull this, <laughs> you're going to pull this right now. Are you kidding me? Hey, if they're going to pitch a position player, go for the win. Oh, exactly. that yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I you could see it. I I, I knew you get to call a homer. Homer is a homer. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, was there since you used to hit in high school, and I imagine you were a pretty decent yeah. hitter, right? Uh for an uh, average high school hitter, I think. average Probably above, above average high school hitter. I, I, okay. I was, when you see a guy like Yachty run out to the mound, is there a part of you that wants to call down to the dugout and talk to Shelty and be like? Hey, can I at least grab a bat here? If they're going to pitch a future possible Hall of Fame catcher, can I at least hit? Um, no, I know some guys may feel that way. I'm good. I'm I'm good with not hitting again. I, I was not for it. I was not much of a hitter. Hmm. I think once I once I got to college, I think after my we had some like pitchers BP, pitchers home I run derbies like my freshman sophomore year of college. But then after that, I used to lose it. My even my junior year, I think I was like, uh, we're good. I'm good. Because my guy Brault, who is a oh he can hit oh he he rakes yeah he's no joke he, dude oh no he's yeah he he legit he's legit yeah I mean Good I dude, bet you dude. he could be a he could be a, like a two fifty hitter if he if he just hit yeah for sure I, yeah without a doubt we, we just got to work back on getting him to the major leagues getting him healthy we're, we're 
putting the rest of the stuff on the side. Yeah, Steve is the man. Good guy. He can sing too. I don't know if you've heard that. Oh yeah, I heard. Oh, for I'm sure. kidding. I'm kidding. When's the uh, when's the wedding, bud? Next off season? In uh, January. It's a destination wedding. Where are we going? Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's funny. That's fun. How, Paradise, how, bro. <laughs> how many times have you used that one? That's funny. Oh, way too many. <laughs> That's really good. What role have you played in the wedding prep? Just enough, I think. Um, sometimes, you know, whatever she wants me to do, I will do. I will with a smile on my face. But uh, I give my input from time to time. But I think, you know, sometimes it's welcome. Sometimes it's it's not. And whatever. But yeah. Have we started I'm, doing I'm, I'm, a guest list? Yeah, working through that. Tough one. It's a lot harder than people think because then you have to look at the tables, like who can sit with each other and who cannot. Yeah, that's 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 gonna be an interesting hurdle we gotta rip through here soon. Okay, so far luck it. with it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, listen, God willing, you only do this one time, and I will say <laughs> this as somebody who's getting ready to celebrate twenty-five years. Soak it oh, in. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, not congratulations to her, but to me. Uh, <laughs> do as much as you can. Like I know you're busy with this, but do do your do your wedding prep. Like enjoy it. Oh yeah, yeah, it's fun. Fair enough. Uh, I'm gonna spin the wheel of moderately interesting things and get you on the bus to uh, to the stadium here. We have new categories. Uh, crushing it. Who is your first celebrity crush? Oof. First celebrity crush. Uh, let's go uh, Anne Hathaway. Ooh, great one. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure there's another one, but I think that that's, that just popped in my head. I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's solid, dude. Really yeah. good. Um, impressive. And I love her personality on top of everything else. I actually went as a fun little story. Went with Brian Wilson, the old Giants oh. closer. Oh, yeah. To a Weird. taping of The Tonight Show. Um, he was going to be on, I think, with Jay Leno back in the day. I'm almost positive that's who it was. And so he was like, yeah, why don't you come out and hang out at the green room? I was like, great, I'll do that. And I think Anne Hathaway was on that night. So she's like running through the halls and she's like, Hey, do you think that there's anybody around here who can help me with my dress? I'm like, uh, <laughs> sure. sign, sign you up. <laughs> Why not? They're like, hey, weirdo, get back in that room. We have people here. I'm like, you got it. Just be in here if you need me. So that was my Anne Hathaway. Okay. <laughs> there you go. It happens. Oh, yeah. Um, continued success, man. It's uh, it's been fun getting to know you here. Uh, it's been great watching you go out and do your thing. And the Pirates got a nice little fun, exciting club. So oh, yeah, let's go. Sure. Keep, uh, keep making things interesting, okay? <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. And, and good luck with the wedding plans as well in that destination of Pittsburgh, PA. Yes, paradise. Sure the Iron Mountain beer will be flowing. <laughs> Iron City. Oh, Iron yeah. City, sorry. Iron City beer. Everything tastes better in a black and gold can. <laughs> Yummy. Everybody grab one as you're on your way in. Perfect. Black and gold. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> special shout out to our producer extraordinaire, the one and only Robbie Scirocco, and our summer intern, Alden Stone, who did a bang-up job on the research. For David Bednar of the Pittsburgh Pirates, I am Chris Rose. We'll see you next time on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.